morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday morning live devotional. So I would like to speak a little bit about thoughts and our meditation and the stuff that we think on. Um, science is, is catching up with the word. <laughs> and um, they are finally realizing that everything, everything you think and everything you say affects where you will end up. And it affects as you speak, as you think, as you meditate. It, it even if affects the gene expression. So it can change you genetically uh, to a certain extent, and it can change. Uh, it can change everything in your life. It can change something in you know, of, of where you end up. So the old idea of the genes you got dealt with is, you know, that's that, sorry, uh, that's the idea, you know, and that's, that's what you got. Sorry, it's not true. The word is true. So the word says that we need to think on the word. We need to meditate on the scriptures day and night. Okay, so I want to just start in Psalm 19. And uh, oh, I think... I pressed on live on Facebook, but it opened up yesterday's message. So there we go. Hello, Janine. Hello, Benny. And uh, hello, Lene. It's good to see all of you online. So um, Psalm 19, verse 14 says the following. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my firm, impenetrable rock and my redeemer. Okay. Let the words of my mouth... And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Okay. So, firstly, what is acceptable? What is the acceptable thoughts? And what is the acceptable words that, that we need to uh, meditate on and, and confess? Uh, so, I think the word <laughs> is acceptable to God. Because, you know, if we look at a couple of scriptures, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says that, um, you know, those who come to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that seek Him. But it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith pleases God. So faith in what? Faith in the Word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we need to meditate on what the Word says. And the Word is the thing that, that gives us hope. And if we have hope, we think on it. If we have hope, we speak it. And that thinking and speaking is called faith. And that's called having vision. And that's called walking in the purposes of God. So um, we need to... Be so attentive to the word and meditate on the word and think on the word and speak the word that the word directs our course. So the word of God needs to direct our thoughts. So you can on purpose think something. You can on purpose think something. You can sit and think this is what a banana looks like and you see a banana. You can think this is... What, you know, you can meditate on, you know, the new M5 and what it looks like and you can imagine all the details and it's amazing if you pay attention to it how much details you can remember, you know. So, um, the same with anything that you put your mind to is you can think it, you can steer your thoughts in a certain direction on purpose. 
Now, when we do that with intent, intentionally meditate on the word, intentionally, intentionally <laughs> send our thoughts in the direction of the word. So we read the word, we think on the word. We read the word, we think on the word. We speak the word, we read the word, we think on the word. When we meditate and read the word and think on the word and let the word minister to us and we think on it, we make time to be quiet and to think on the word and to read the word and to meditate on the word and think on the word then after a while those become the thoughts that are automatic in your mind those become the thoughts that are laid down as the basis of thinking that kind of paves the highway of thought in your mind so and that's why that's why it's so de detrimental to to people you know when when they dabble with all kinds of bad stuff you know uh especially things that, that can cause, you know, behaviors to, to, uh, to get hooked on something, you know, like, um, that's why something like pornography, for instance, is, it's, it's so bad for you because it, it can really grab people's attention and keep them there and keep them in, the, in a place where they, where they constantly think on it, constantly think on it, constantly, and then they have a, a constant desire to go back to that thing to get that dopamine rush, and they constantly think, and then they pave the way of thought. They pave their way, their highway of thought in that direction. But if you intentionally, and without trying to use an excuse for, oh, but I can't because, or I can't because, no. Intentionally, wherever you are, you just start with a word. Anything. You just open up and you read. And you read, I like what Bill Johnson says. He says, I read until God speaks to me. And when you see something that, where he speaks to you, that ministers to your heart, dwell on that for a while. Meditate on it for a while. Meditate on it. And just keep on reading until something speaks to you. And you won't re read very far bef before God starts speaking to you. So you read, and wow, and you meditate on something, meditate on something. And then you keep on reading, and you meditate on it. You keep on reading, and you meditate on it. And if, if you pay attention to that, then pretty soon your mind will start to recognize those thoughts, those landmarks. And you pave a highway of thought in your mind by what you are constantly exposing yourself to. And you find your joy in the Lord. You find your, your rejoicing in the Lord. Okay, so, so um, let the words be acceptable. So let's go to Psalm 119. And I think there's a lot of good stuff on the word there. Um, so... Um, I think let's start around about verse 150. There it is. 160, not 150, where we are. Okay, he says, The sum of your word is truth. 160. The sum of your word is truth. The total of the full meaning of all your individual precepts. And every one of your righteous decrees endures forever. Okay, uh, King James, Thy word is true from the beginning. So thy word is truth. So all of it is truth, and it's always been true. So if you want truth to manifest in your life, get the word in your mind. Okay, so it says, The sum of your word is truth, the total of the full meaning of all your individual precepts. In Jesus' favor. Princes pursue and persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. 
So it doesn't matter what, is, what surrounds you, it doesn't matter what circumstances, let your heart stand in awe of his words, dreading violation of them, of the word, far more than the force of prince or potentate. Now just listen to this piece of gold. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. So if we can understand that the word is the greatest treasure that we can have, because the word gives us God's thoughts, God's mind. And if we have his thoughts and his mind itched into our brains, like built into our brains, we meditate on it and we pave those highways of thought. Uh, it says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. It's, it's rejoicing. Okay, so There's rejoicing in the, in the house of the righteous, says Psalm 118. Okay, so he says, I hate and abhor falsehood, but your law do I love. Okay, so in the New Testament, we still have a law. It's the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's the indwelling Holy Ghost. So it's not the law of Moses anymore, but it's, it's a law of perfect righteousness imputed to us. So he says, I hate and abhor falsehood, but your law do I love. So imagine we can meditate on God's word. Meditate on, on what the Spirit of God is saying to us, the Spirit, our new law. What is he saying to us? And we love what he's saying. We love the direction he gives. We love that he, that he doesn't permit certain things. <laughs> we love that he gives us direction in certain things. We love that he guides us and he leads us. Okay, so to hate falsehood is a good thing. Okay? And people say, you know, uh, if you're just not conscious of any of the, of the um, evil stuff, and I thought this at a time. If you're not con conscious of any evil stuff, but you're only focused on the gospel, only on the good, then the other stuff will disappear. Well, it's partly true, but this, the, the, uh, the evil stuff that hasn't, that hasn't um, kind of, it, it kind of remains there if you just ignore it. You know, if you sweep it under, it just, but if you, you know, it just hangs there. But if you think of it and you realize, I don't like this, something changes in your brain. You know, if you think about evil things, and, uh, I'm not saying meditate on evil stuff. I'm think, so a thought comes up in your mind. Something comes up of where you've been, of something that someone has done to you, of something that um, has you know, caused you pain or shame or guilt or whatever, or something that you have done which is, which is bad or whatever. So that falsehood, okay, when we think about it, we think, hey, this is not pleasing to God. I want my life to be pleasing to God. And I just think, thank you, Lord Jesus, that those, those things are destroyed in my life and it will never come back. And I have a mind full of the Holy Ghost and full of the Word. So, so we direct our minds. When that thought comes, we don't make as if it's not there. We just think about it and we just think, hey, man, how good is God? I don't have to walk a broken road. I don't have to go to that, to that thing. I can just, man, I hate that stuff. I don't want to go there. It makes me feel bad. I don't want to go in that direction. I hate it. So I hate that falsehood. <laughs> but the, the law of the Lord do I love. So I love the spirit of life. I love the law of our new being, which is the Holy Ghost indwelling in me. I want more of the Spirit. I want more of God. So you can meditate on that stuff, and you can get uh, evil stuff out. Like it says in, in James chapter 1, 
So get rid of uh, evil and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive the word which rooted in your heart contains the power to save your soul. So you get rid of the stuff, but you get rid of the stuff by meditating on the word, by bringing the word into. So if something comes up, think, think about it. Is this true? Is this truth? Is this the word? Some of your word is truth. No, it's not the word, so it's not truth. Uh, so this is not God. Lord, I don't want this stuff. Even, even if, if it's enticing, even if it brings the, uh, temptation, Lord, I don't want this stuff. I hate falsehood. So thank you, Lord. Then you, you, can, you can place certain parameters in your own mind um, by, by getting your mind to align with the Word of God. And you can, you can meditate on the Word. And the next time, you're... It's easier. The next time it's easier. The next time it's easier. So certain certain turnoffs from your trail of thought or from your highway of thought uh, just becomes no, not taking it. No, not taking it. And then later on, it, it's just not an option anymore. Okay. So um, we can intentionally direct our thoughts to the word by taking the word and reading the word and meditating on the word and the word causes the newness in our mind. The word causes the renewing of the mind. So you renew your mind by getting the word in your mind. The word does the supernatural part. The spirit does the supernatural part. But you can do your natural part, and your natural part is take the word and read it. Take the word and meditate on it. Think about the stuff that the word says. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and these signs will follow them that believe. They meditate on the signs. Meditate on the power of God. Meditate on what God is saying. It's like, man, we can lay hands on the sick, and they can recover. So you meditate. You see yourself laying hands on the sick. You see the picture in your mind. Now you imagine not only the words, but you imagine yourself in it. You imagine yourself in the story, and you can see, man, I pulled people up out of wheelchairs. And you form an idea about yourself. You form an idea of what the power of God inside you can do. And you have a mindset of miracles. And you can watch miracle DVDs, and you can, you can see how those guys did it. You know, you know we, we th I'm thinking of uh, A.A. Allen and the videos of the miracles. I'm thinking of, of uh, Kenneth Hagen and and he, how he ministered the Spirit. And I'm thinking of Kubis Farens, but all the miracles that we saw there, man. It's such amazing stuff. And also William Branham, there's some videos of him. And you can see it, and you can meditate on the stuff. So you're looking at the fruit of what the Word did in their lives. So their thoughts got uh, saturated with the power and with the Word somewhere because it came out and it brought fruit. What's the fruit? It's the works. It's the signs and wonders and the miracles. You see a manifestation of the highway of thought that they're walking on. Okay? So if you see signs and wonders and miracles, you can know that person has his mind and his heart on the word somewhere, somehow. You know? So um, if, you, if you keep on meditating the power of God, how it, it's like a river flowing through your arm, and when you lay hands, that river flows and it brings out the, it, it flushes out the sickness. Or you can imagine it like lightning bolts, and that's what John G. Lake always said. He's speaking of the lightning bolt power of God that was present. And he would always imagine lightning bolts coming out of his hands, you know, and, and there were even testimonies of it actually manifesting, you know. So um, the lightnings of God, there's this. There's some people in Australia seeing the lightnings, like physical lightnings. Okay, so um, 
all kinds of people, they've imagined the Word of God. They've imagined the power of God, and they went and they did it. So the Word causes something to be, uh, almost say, available. Something to be uh, prevalent in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, Matthew chapter 12 says, the mouth speaks. So the mouth will speak what is in the heart. Now, if you can fill your heart with the Word, if you can fill your heart with meditation of the Word, you just think of who Christ is and who He is inside you and who you are in Christ. You meditate on that. You fill your heart with that. You fill your heart with the Scriptures, the treasures of the Word. It says the sum of your Word is truth. But He says, I rejoice at your Word like someone who finds great spoil. So you, can, you can see, man, what a treasure, and you meditate on it. Man, what a treasure, and you meditate on it. Okay? And you can find uh, places in the Bible where you can go in your mind. And in those places, the Spirit of God ministers to you. In those places in your, uh, that you find in the Word that's stored up in your heart, uh, you can find places where you are revived and where you find... Uh, it's like a spring that you drink from. And the power is there and you can go out and you can do the, the supernatural things of God. So it's a whole, it's almost like a city within yourself <laughs> that you build by meditation, by, by taking the word and meditating on it and thinking it. And then you move, your whole life moves into a different place. Your life moves into a different position. So you're no longer trying and struggling with this thing, or trying and struggling with that thing, or you're no longer always prone to this and always prone to that, you know. You can be prone, start off by being prone to whatever, but yeah, somewhere we need to understand that, man, we can deliberately change the direction of our lives by taking the word and thinking it, by taking the word and saying it, okay? So somewhere, somehow, we need to take, uh, I want to say authority, but take responsibility for what we think, okay? If a bad thought comes, you can just let it fly by. A bird can, you, you, a bird can come and sit on your head and you can chase it away. But, you know, if that bird starts to build a nest on your head, that's your fault, <laughs> you know? So, um, so what, I'm, what I'm saying is we need to manifest something by taking the word today, this moment, okay? And... So you take one step closer. Something happens somewhere, even if you don't feel the difference yet. And tomorrow you take one step closer again. And even if you don't feel it, just keep going. Just take some scripture and meditate on it for a while. Take some scripture. And if that scripture challenges you to change a certain way of thinking, or change a certain way of speaking, especially speaking, and change a certain way of doing, then change it. No? And if, if you... If you find yourself, man, I, I wanted to change it, but I can't change it, then, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for your mercy. And tomorrow you say, okay, this is the will of God. This is the word of God. So this is what I'm going to do. So the change, you know, it happens gradually, you know. So, so unless an angel appears to you and imparts some spiritual gift to you or Jesus lays, comes and lays hands on you and imparts something, you know, and something like that happens. An angel appeared to William Branham, and from that moment he had that gift where you can see stuff and prophesy over people, and that's, uh, that's amazing. But, but still, even though something like that happens, there's also a gradual process. 
So we need to take our minds and get it in line with the Word. No one else can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Okay? So when the Holy Spirit gives you a check in your heart, no, don't do it. Then don't do it. If the Holy Spirit gives you a check in your heart, listen, what you're thinking now is not true, or what you're saying now is not true, then turn from it and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what is the truth? Show me the truth, and then meditate on the truth. And when that thought comes, because now you've been thinking it for years, now it comes easily. So then you just stop it and say, no, this is not. And it will help you to say it out loud. This is not the, the truth of God. The truth is this. Until your mind accepts it, and your mind will accept it, and you can, you can literally uh, change the course of your thinking by in, being intentional about what you think about and what, what you don't think about. Okay? So you can decide to not think about certain things. So when it comes, you can say, no, I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to think about that. And then you meditate on that. And then next time it will be easier. It's such a simple thing that I'm trying to say. But, um, you know, may it, may it just fall and land in your heart. Okay. So let the word of God direct your thoughts. Okay. I just want to go to Psalm chapter 1. He says, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor stands submissive, submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. So there's certain uh, contexts that he describes here. Okay, I'm going to jump over to the King James. He says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So if people give counsel and it's not the word, don't walk in it. If, you know, if your favorite social justice warrior says some, something that gets you worked up, um, test it to the word. If it's the word, then meditate on it. If it's not the word, then leave it. Okay? Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Okay? So, uh, don't stand there submissive thinking that somehow it's their fault if you're there and certain things are practiced and it happens to you. So don't stand there. Turn around and walk away, okay? Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So those pointing a finger are always criticizing and judging others, okay? So the mockers and the scornful, okay? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So that scroll, the word. His delight is in the word of the Lord God. Okay, So the delight is in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Okay, So you take the word and you meditate on it. You find your delight. Uh, I rejoice in your word like someone who finds great spoil. Okay, So it's, it will be blessed with you if you, if you don't uh, participate in those contexts. But instead, there's a better way. Meditate on the word. There's a better way. Delight yourself in the word. Okay, and it says, and in his law doth he meditate night and day. In the sayings of the Holy Ghost, he meditates night and day. Okay, his delight and desire, amplified, are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts, instructions, his, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, studies day by day and by night. So on the, whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to you through the word, because the Holy Spirit is our new law. So you, you read the word, and you meditate on, and you find your delight in that. 
He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything it does shall prosper and come to maturity. Okay? Do you want everything you do to prosper? Do you want everything you do to come to maturity? Okay? Then meditate in the Word. It's just so simple. Not so the wicked, those disobedient and living without God are not so, but they are like the chaff, worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked, those disobedient and living without God, shall not stand justified in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, those who are upright and right name with God. For the Lord knows and, f- and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. So there's a way that you can think in, that you can walk in in your thoughts. The meditation, your way, says the Lord is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. Okay. But the way of the ungodly, his thoughts, his ways, his purposes, those living outside God's will shall perish. So don't kid yourself. Don't think, oh, I can do this because it's grace. I can do that because it's grace. No, it's not grace. Grace doesn't take you there. Okay. Uh, Grace is the thing that causes you to, to meditate on the right highway. To, to think in the right way, to take the right stuff, and it will affect your life. It will affect your thoughts. It will affect your spirit. It will affect your body. It will affect what radiates out of you. It will affect what you attract. It will affect everything. Okay. All right, so Joshua chapter 1. So he says in verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Okay, so... What you meditate on will make what you put your hand to to be prosperous or to to come to maturity or not. So we just read Psalm 1. Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does will come to maturity. So he says, you shall make your way prosperous if you meditate on the book of the law. Okay. So it's not only in someone laying hands on you. I'm going to read a few verses before this now. So, yes, we go for the anointing. For sure we go for the anointing. Nothing without the anointing. Okay. Yes, we go for anointing services where people lay hands on us and anoint us with oil. Okay. But you can't say, I'm anointed because someone lay hands on, laid hands on me, but I never take the word for myself and meditate on it. Somewhere I need to take the word into myself and, be, and the word needs to become me. Okay, so I, or I need to become the word rather. <laughs> so, so I need to take the word that's, that's being said in that, in that impartation moment, the word that's preached. And that's why, you know, we love to do things in the anointing, in the gathering of the saints. 
So I don't like it when there's certain things that's being made like a, a ritual, you know. So I want stuff to happen in this church where everyone is together, where the corporate anointing is. So then we lay hands on people. Like, so or we dedicate children or we lay hands on people. We ordinate someone for, for ministry. And it should happen in the congregation because the corporate anointing is there and there's a word spoken. And that word needs to be meditated upon. That word is an anchor for that person for the rest of his life. Okay, so, so, uh, so it's important to gather together in the anointing and then take the word and meditate on it. And that's why we record everything. So, you know, and it's being streamed live so that everyone can find something that they can meditate on. Okay, so he says, this book of the law shall not depart. Okay, let me just rewind a little bit. Just listen to this. Um, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land which I'm giving to them, the Israelites. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that I have given to you as, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and confident and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore their fathers to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. You shall observe and do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So a lot of, of what Joshua did to lead the people into the promised land had to do with him meditating on the word. It was not just the magic. Moses laid hands on him, and he said, As God was with me, so will he be with you. And he repeated it, Yes, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So Moses laid hands on him, on Joshua and on Caleb. Okay, So he laid hands on them. But if he didn't meditate on the word, it wouldn't have happened. So somewhere he had to meditate and he got instruction. You need to do this. Okay? So there's some certain instructions that God gave him. Okay? So uh, he says, you must be strong and courageous. So if he wasn't strong and courageous, they wouldn't have been able to take the land. But he has been, he got, that's why he was chosen, because out of the twelve, only the two of them spoke courageously. And the courage was simply this. God said we can do it, we can do it. Simple as that. So if we are meditating on all the negative stuff, we can say, no, we can't do it. But if we can say, hey, God said we can do it, so let's do it, then, um, you know, we can do it. So they were able, the whole destiny of that whole nation depended on Joshua meditating on the word. Okay? So, because the others wouldn't, the destiny of that nation was postponed another 40 years in the desert and they all died. So somewhere we need to understand that what I'm thinking today 
will affect thousands of people. But it, because it will, it will cause me to step into my destiny or not. And if I step into my calling, into my destiny, there's certain things that need to change. Okay? So if I step into my calling and into my destiny, and I start thinking what God says I need to be thinking about, I can't forever just sit and say, oh, I can't change my thoughts. Oh, it just happened to me. I can't change my thoughts and forever just stay the same and just see whatever reason I can find why I can't change my thoughts. No, it's, it's no one else's responsibility. I need to change my thoughts. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, it may even take years. But every day you take one step closer, one step closer, one step closer. You step one step closer to what God said to you. And then you hear again. And then you get a clearer picture of what God is saying. And you take one step closer. And then you hear again. And you take one step closer to what God is saying. So my, my steps now are greater than 20 years ago. My steps now are greater than the steps that I took when I started this ministry. So there's certain things that I did then that will never work. <laughs> and I just stopped doing it because it doesn't work. But if we want to be stubborn about things, we're never going to make progress on anything. So do you, want, do you want what you do to prosper? Do you want to, to get somewhere? Then you need to let God direct your thoughts because your thoughts is paving the way of the direction your life is going in. So this is something Prophet Kuba said, your thoughts is like the forthcoming attractions, you know, like the movie trailers of your future. So if you're going to keep on thinking a certain way, you're going to become exactly what you think. If you're going to speak what you think, you're just going to bathe that way even quicker. So if we take the word, we think on it, we rejoice in it. I didn't even get to Philippians 4. Oh, I'm over the time. Let me just quickly read this. This is important. So it says, <coughs> sorry, I could, forgot about the time. So it says, rejoice in the Lord. Remember Psalm 105, verse, what, what was it, 162, there about 163. I rejoice at your word like someone who finds grace. Paul. Now it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So if you don't know what to rejoice about, rejoice in the word. No, that's, your word is a lamp unto my feet. Okay, so it's around about 163, okay, thereabouts. So it says, rejoice in the Lord always, delight glad in yourselves in him. Again, I say rejoice, let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit, the Lord is near. Thereabouts, 62, 63. Okay, don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Okay, so you can make your wants known to God, but just don't worry about it. Just don't fret or have anxiety about it. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Why? Because you put your, your trust in Him and you don't have to fret about all the stuff that you need. Okay? And He says, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison Mount God of your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, worthy of reverence, honorable, seemly, just, pure, lovely, lovable, kind, winsome, gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on, weigh, take account of these things, fix your minds on it. With other words, meditate on these things. Practice what you have learned and received 
and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay, so he says, in short, verse 4, rejoice. Verse 6, do not fret. Verse 8, think on. Rejoice. Don't fret. Meditate. That will cause your life to go in a direction that is pleasing. Pleasing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O Lord. Okay, so we need to meditate the word and meditate the power of God. Okay, so be blessed, everyone. Hello, Aaron. Positive thoughts within a positive God. Huh? My wife says you must give us 6.5 million rand. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, hi Janine, hello Pastor Benny, hello um, Chris, blessings, hello Rob, it's good to see you. Yeah, so it looks like we, we're going forward with this building thing. Um, so basically, uh, all that it's about now is it's, it's getting a way to finance it. So if someone has 6.5 million in their back pocket and they want to give it, it's welcome, then we can buy it tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so. Please send us an email uh, if you want to send us an email. Yeah, but I really want to encourage you um, to sow into this thing. Uh, I really believe we need to, the next thing, I can't even down it opposite me. This need opgeleine. Okay, so um, the next thing that we need to do is uh, to get a building. And I think this is a good opportunity, so I know this is what we need to do. The, the word that God gave us this year was expansion. So there's two things that we felt we needed to expand in. One is the building, and the one is the broadcasting. So we started broadcasting in April, and now we're going to buy a building. So I believe it's going to come through. It's going to be blessed. So uh, uh, there's the email address. We don't have the other details loaded, but if you want to, to sow to the... Oh, there it is. Thanks. Okay, there's the investment account, so if you want to sow to the building fund, there it is. Okay, so be blessed, everyone. Thank you for your, for your attention on this, and may God just bless you, and may you just experience the grace of God in your thinking. Hello, Nadim, Nestor, bless you. It's good to see you there. All right, everybody, be blessed. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Have an awesome day. Amen.